0: Hello, from a very sunny and very hot Grimsby in England. Very, very, very hot. There's, you probably can hear the seagulls in the background, but get used to it, because I can't shut the windows, because we just die, wouldn't we? Dripping. Absolutely. Dripping. So, this is, um.
1: This is Realm of a Supernatural
0: Podcast! <laughs> yes, and I am Solway. <laughs> and I am Finchy McFinch. There you go, so... Prolonged entrance, uh, getting into it. Yeah. So much different. you got to talk about the weather, don't you? Yeah, that it's got custom to. in England, isn't it? Standard thing. It's like you Conversation. Street, you see someone you haven't seen for a long time and you say, now nah, then, and they'll say, now nah, then. With and a nod of the head, head as well. Yeah, yeah, with a nod of the head. Then they'll say, warm in it? Yeah, it's warm in it. On you go. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> see you later. On. So that's why we started with that. So i got a list of story to uh, talk about here while we're on the free. And then... Um, a couple of interesting cases for the Patreon. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one to check out today. Now the first thing I want to mention is this cryptid titan that was sent in by Mandy. And the reason she's sending this in, and she isn't into cryptids by any stretch, she'll, She's literally just sending this in because she wondered if anyone else had seen anything similar. Yeah? Alright, so if you've seen something similar, if you know of any Strange cryptid story from your local area that we might not have heard about, and you want to send that to us or come on and tell us about it, then by all means, you know, we'd love to hear it and present it on the show. So send that to us at uh, supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Unless you've got us on Messenger, Messenger, message me on there. Um, But Mandy was coming down the A15, Um, which again is is not far from us. Well, actually, she was near the A15, I should say, because she was actually in Horbling Fen. You heard that? Horbling Fen. So it sounds like near, um, more near
1: Lincoln, and it is that way on. I think,
0: yeah. And it was about three or four years ago. Now she was with a partner as well, and they both saw what they thought was a large deer galloping very fast across the field beside them. I stopped as it came to the road. She says, within a few feet of us. It stood there, looking at us for several seconds, and then just took off across the other side of the road. It looked like an extremely tall deer, but it had the long flowing mane, which flicked as it stood there, looking at us. It was such a strange looking beast, it moved so fast, it cleared the field and the hedge, and the next one, and then just disappeared in seconds. Now, there is a venison farm nearby. And they were staying on a caravan site near that. So they assumed that it may have been an escaped there. But why did it look like a horse? they said they were so surprised by what they saw. And it would be interesting to know if anyone else has got anything similar. Or seen something similar in the area. Uh, A couple of little details. I messaged her back and we got a couple of more details. Um, She said that. It had a horse's face, all right, but it seemed to have a deer's nose, not yeah. as wide as a horse. Okay, so more narrow to the point, whereas a horse quite broad at the front. Um, it did have a mane, and it was hanging over its eyes as well. So I looked at him and nodded like a horse would. Its hind legs were that of a deer, although it did resemble a slim horse in its body. and that, uh, it was chestnut brown in color with a light-colored mane. And it stood about five to six feet, including its head. So not massive, you know, for a do- uh, for a horse or... Um, if you know if it was a horse, but... And she can't remember if it had a tail. Uh, she said it did gallop away like a deer across the field at a fast pace. It was just gone. Uh, just disappeared from view. You know, like, gone. So... It's almost like a mixture between... A deer and a horse, yeah, it's not quite either, but there's something going on there, but you know we run up onto the road and had a good look at them before it galloped off. Which, I mean, again is strange for a... around
1: the a fifty i mean we've had we've heard sightings various sightings around the a fifteen and mean the a forty six or one of myself, um not a million miles apart either mm. um but there's a lot more we said this before and there's a lot more interaction happening now on these a-styled roads because i mean does it say a time Would it say a time that she was driving on there because
0: no i presume it was night yeah or, or fading light no it didn't say an exact time can i ask
1: i mean them style roads when it's i mean when it's fairly quiet on them roads it's quite airy places to be. Especially the A fifteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's quite I mean, an airy place to be. I
0: have probably had maybe three or four accounts from that location itself just on the A fifteen and obviously this was nearby, but on the A fifteen itself I've probably had three or four accounts now of you know, strange creature crossing the road. Yeah. yeah. So there you know, there is things out, out there. Yeah. And even, you know, not far from there, I mean obviously most people won't know, but the A fifteen runs onto the um M 180 and on that M180, that has a few sh- things Scunford, the The turn yeah. in itself is crossing very... Crossing the road, crossing yeah. a dual carriageway. I there, mean, so.
1: there, at that junction, there's uh,
0: like a forest either side, mm. isn't there? Yeah, such. so it's crossing from one patch yeah. of woods to another. So, But yeah, so I mean, you just right time, you know, right place, isn't it?
1: But it, it only takes one person to see it to bring someone else that said, well, well like, that's you know, what, what I might have seen it. You know. she's
0: hoping that us sharing this today, someone will say, I know I've seen something yeah. like that. And then hopefully, you know, that gets the ball rolling. Um, now I did watch something last night, which I thought was interesting. And I wanted to mention, I watched, um, a Can-Am video from David Palladis. And most people will know, be familiar with him from the missing Four One One. Um, and he was talking about this, this girl that had run out. Well, essentially she run out of gas. Um, and for whatever reason, she left the vehicle and went into the woods. Uh, and she was found nine days later. All right. All right. But what was strange about this case was she had personal belongings on her. She had a notepad, uh, obviously clothing, boots, etc. But as the searcher searched, so this is nine days later, so she's quite a ways in now. And they find the notepad. Yeah. And they find the boots and the clothes and stuff and stuff like that within the vicinity of where she is. So she's not dropped this stuff randomly as she's been going along. She's yeah. sort of dropped it all in the same place. Right. Just before where she is. up this, And she was up this slope, uh, which again was pretty steep. But, you know, she was there. She was... Um, now, obviously, when you dehydrate and things like this, I mean, she'd been in the woods for nine days. Yeah. Um. So if you dehydrate and stuff like that, you, you can tend to be a bit, you know... Not with it, should we say. Yeah. Um, so she was. She couldn't explain how she got there and all the rest of it. Now, Dave, well, she ain't dead then. No, she's still alive. And, and the apparently, well, Dave Pliers was saying that the deputies are actually going to go and interview her again and find out you know what exactly <laughs> happened, why she took her clothes off and all the rest of yeah. it. But, but yeah, um, I just, you know, because, all right, living with water, without water for nine days is difficult. Now, she was found near a creek. Right. Okay. A yeah. Stream running there, which yeah. she could have drunk from. Yeah. Um, so she might have had access to fresh water, and they did point out that there was huckleberries. Yeah. Within the vicinity, so she could have had them. But I mean, I don't know how that's going to sustain you for nine days. But it just seemed. I mean, back
1: you, you can eat back. Yeah,
0: but do you think you could live in the woods? Just go walk into the woods, and live for nine days.
1: Hmm. Very. Yeah. But unless you have that
0: survival instinct
1: mind. Yeah. It's I think it'd be a very tough thing for someone to endure.
0: Someone that's interested in this or as you know goes on many hikes and stuff like that, maybe. But someone, you know, just that run out of gas and just ended up there, not knowing they was gonna end up there. And yeah. that, for the last nine days is a There's a bit of a stretch without food and like I say, she could have s- got yeah. some water from the creek, but
1: Sally's so many worms you can eat.
0: Yeah, and you know, she was a good Ways from where she left the car to the creek. I was well. gonna say
1: yeah, she must have, you know, to the point of she's hallucinating. She's but got why lost the car? And well, that's true. Unless she's desperate to find
0: help. Yeah, but he's down the road, surely. Well, yeah. Well, well yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't yeah. go off the side of the road into a woods, would you? Well, so, but well, anyway, she did. So, hopefully, the deputy's going to interview her, and then we'll find out. But if if anyone wants to search that, it's uh, if you just. Go into YouTube and put Canam, um, uh, uh, missing project. I think it's called. You'll pop up and you can yeah. you can read the so, stories. They're interesting. Same with um, Les Stroud. Les Stroud's putting up now quite a lot of uh, interviews that he's done with you know people he knows, people in the local area that have seen Bigfoot. And uh, some of those interviews they're only a couple of minutes long, but they're still you know very interesting and you know a lot of detail and it's definitely worth checking out if you get a chance.
1: Let's try. Right now, a bit of new news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This has come out today. This is fresh, hot off the press. Giant UFO sighting. <sighs> Forty-five mile long alien base spotted on the moon in some NASA pics. Oh yeah. Now they've, they've stuck some pictures up, and someone's gone.
0: Whoa! Look. Alien base. Definitely. Definitely. definitely Alien base. base. The whole moon is an alien base though, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. Mm. Some people. Alien hunters are convinced they have spotted a 45-mile base on the moon, as well as a 30-mile-long UFO next to it. 30-mile-long UFO. 30-mile-long UFO. So that's from here to Scunny, let's say. I mean, it could...
0: Yeah, it could, couldn't it? I mean, what what sort of size was you know Star Trek in that? What sort of size were the ships in that?
1: Oh, well, I I thought them, you know, would be a mile long, would they? Star Wars ones, I thought they would have been like a fair few hundred yards because they're big.
0: No, the big ones where they have got like a whole city inside.
1: See, I just imagine it's like the same size as sort, of maybe a bit long, a little bit longer than Titanic.
0: No, it wouldn't be bigger than that, sure. Yeah,
1: I I was thinking that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't pitch. I don't imagine. I mean, if it was sat on the ground and you was like stood up against it, it's got to be. They got to be big because if you've got a full, you know, like everything going on inside, all those people, all those decks, all those.
1: Well, I'm just thinking now. You think of the street that you're on now? I think hmm. the street street length. Maybe the width. By me. But it ain't thirty miles. Oh, that ain't thirty no. miles. No, that's no way. That's not even it
0: could be a mile. Mile, or, yeah. yeah. Or a couple of miles long, maybe, but. Even a couple of miles, yeah. that's quite. If you need a, a ship that's 30 miles long, that's a lot of people in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an invasion coming.
1: Or maybe just a few big aliens. Mind you, I think there is an invasion coming. But anyway, carry on. Oh. UFO researchers believe they have seen evidence of an advanced species on the moon, capable of building impressive structures. So, are we going to get the shard on the moon or, you know, like that? China. <laughs> Said proof. ...comes in the form of two oddities on the moon, which almost appear uh, appear as if they were out of place. As a result, conspiracy theorists believe it is proof the original anomalies are an alien base accompanied by the species' spaceship. Prominent UFO hunter... Scott C. Waring wrote on his blog, ET Database I found a huge black structure that is 45, 45 miles or 72 kilometres across, according to the NASA ruler at the bottom of the map
0: hmm. i Bla- don't believe anything else NASA says but he believes the ruler Yeah, he believes yeah. the ruler, yeah <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. black structure is a landed ship Uh, The ship too is huge, about 30 miles or 48 kilometres long. Way too big to park close to this structure, so it's understandable to dock it further away. Remarkable structures indeed, and it shows that aliens can make such huge structures because of their long lifetimes. Some don't die except from accidents, so they are very careful. They order some drones and robots to create a robot factory, and then to mine, smelt... Uh, the metals and create the structure. Time is of no importance, and it literally could take hundreds or even, even thousands of years to finish. In fact, the black dots on the image are more likely to be tiny meteor impacts. It's just coming from Scott, you know, I mean, so I don't know if you've seen some of his stuff about what he's posted on Facebook, on uh, the news channels, and things like that that he's been on. Is You know, he's he's for some of the Mars uh, Martians and things like that. But for him to debunk some some things as well, he is very much as what we'd call probably a realist about the situation. All right. Although he believes in it, he's still not too he's not too in depth with it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he goes on to say, you know, there are millions of them all over the moon, uh, which there is uh, because it barely has a atmosphere, so even a meteor um is as big as a grain of rice. So something, you know, can make that sizable dent on that surface. No, oh, yeah. It's not it's not unforeseen for. Um but other people, you know, other conspiracy theorists claim the moon could be occupied by aliens anyway, and say that the reason NASA has not returned since the Apollo missions ended in seventy two, uh, they suspect findings such as this supposed base, other anomalies uh, monuments that are on there, and possibly a civilization as well. Mm. Is it a cover-up? No,
0: no. I, I'd, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say not. No. I'd say not. Uh, but is there something strange about the moon? Yes, yes. I would yes. say there is some, uh, well, a lot of things strange about the moon, but it know, affects
1: also You know, the yeah, environment around can't it in many see ways.
0: An alien base on there. I mean, if they can build craft are... 30 miles long, they don't need to be stationed on the moon. Do they?
1: No, um, however, uh, UFO hunters have long claimed the moon is awash with extraterrestrial activity, and some believe NASA knows all the uh existence about aliens. However, skeptics and NASA say the structure and other simil- uh, similar findings are just the effects of pareidolia. Now, a psychological phenomenon.
0: When the brain tricks the eyes, you know, into seeing different yeah. objects. like looking shapes. at a curtain and seeing a face. Or the clouds. Clouds yeah. is a perfect one. People look at clouds and see all different kinds of shapes. Or a piece of they? toast and yeah. seeing Jesus. Oh, yeah, but you can get <laughs> that thing what you put off your toast to get a Jesus, don't you? You can do it on pints now. But don't make a black Jesus, He's... unless you leave it in there for too long. <laughs> oh.
1: And you can make do it on pints now, can't you? You seen it where they've got like oh, that laser thing or something, mm. and you've got to wait. I mean, like five Fuck minutes that. for your pint. Nah. But you're walking,
0: a... you don't want to be stood there waiting for a pint. And I you. think
1: you've got to pay extra, and it ruins it. Yeah, it would do that anyway.
0: Right, do you want to wear my little tail?
1: Yeah, just just for the people on the hangout, that will get posted up on the hangout. The picture of the two. Well, make of it what you wish.
0: Thirty-mile-long ship and a. 45-mile-long base. Indeed. Okay. Now, we have to go back to the late 18th century here. Okay. Uh, and sightings of this creature, or being, or whatever you want to call it, carried on into the early part of the 19th century. Oh, yeah. But for, since then, we've not really heard much about it. And this is the Copper Man of Portsmouth. Pompey. Yeah. Now, stories of this were, like, there was local stories that were going around and stuff like that, but there weren't many stories, like, you know, it was the same story getting told and told time and time again. Yeah. that isn't all. A listener or a viewer of the uh, British Paranormal read a story and in 2015 sent them in, some more details about a local... Basically, what this guy had been doing, he'd been looking for information on the parish of Farlington. Yeah. Which is now part of Portsmouth. And while he was doing that, he unearthed some information which he found as extraordinary. And this is what he found. He found the diary that belonged to a guy called Henry Albert Brand, who was a bookbinder who had lived and worked in Hampshire in the late 18th century. Now, Henry kept a diary, and he kept a diary of, of his various trips around the county, and anything that he found, any little story that he found of interest to him, he just jot down in his diary. Now, an entry that was made on the 6th of September 1798... is the entry that made this guy contact the British Paranormal and say, so you might be interested in this, because it says this. It said, A human with metal skin apparently has been sighted by a local vicar. Whilst walking the co- county lanes near Farrington, Farrington sorry, the vicar claimed he saw a man who was no more than four feet in height with sturdy, muscular body and a large, bulky head. Dwarf. His, no, well... It, listen. His <laughs> eyes, which were described as being as bright as polished uh, shillings, glistened in the midday sun. He had no mouth, nose or ears and he wore no clothes. Oh, not Dan, then. No, I'm not done. Now he goes on, apparently, to provide a lengthy and highly detailed account but I've not been able to find any more information on that. If I do, I'll let you know, obviously. But apparently the pa- uh, the the local area was a little bit panicked by this uh, sighting, especially coming from a, a vicar. Now, he noted in a later entry that the creature had been spotted again near the now-reclaimed land of Tipna Lake. A young farmer's maid had been harvesting wild fennel when she beheld a man made of metal flesh. He arose from the water of the bay, walked several metres before... Retra- react, retracting his footsteps and submerging beneath the water surface. So he come out the water. He saw hair, gone back, and then go, oh shit! And this button went yeah. backwards. But he didn't turn and go backwards. He literally just went just walked back. backwards. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit stealth, not to be seen. Now apparently, the guy who was researching all this and came across this diary did feel a bit confused by all this and. Uh, he wondered if the ancient bookbinder was actually insane or was making some sort of script, you know, for, um, I don't know, maybe for he was working on a book idea or something like that. But the entries were made in such a way that it actually sounded like he was writing them down as accounts. Right, you know, okay. There was, there was written as, this person told me this, this person told me that, not... Uh, like a story, you know, like, yeah, he like tells taking a statements, yeah. or something. and he yeah. also in late in in the other writings, he didn't just write about this; he wrote about everything. And this guy, looking through his diary, really got the picture that this guy was all there. He wasn't a lunatic or anything like that. he was. He knew what he was talking about. Now, a second letter written by a doctor Godfrey Bramwell also caused a bit of panic in Portsmouth because it talked about a flying metal man. So this is in eighteen o one. And there was a group of people, uh, Portsmouth townsfolk, gathered in an open-air market, okay? And this is what is in uh, the present-day city centre of uh, Portsmouth. And there was exchanging goods and pro- produce. And no sonar of their wares has been carefully laid out when a local candle maker let out a shriek of fear. So loud it made the hat maker fall over to the ground. The shriek was in response to the grim ghoul, a terrible countenance, a man with skin of copper. The bizarre creature emerged from the nearby copse of woods and launched itself like a golden bird into the sky, where it soon disappeared out of sight. So, alright, we're going back a couple of hundred years and we haven't got many more stories like that coming from there but it is intriguing that you get these two or three accounts in the same vicinity around the same time i mean a couple of years in between them yeah. but, but this just creature coming out there and really why i'm put this, putting this out there is because again i mentioned this at the beginning but if you've got a local tale like that
1: yeah, if you were seeing the 1800s in Portsmouth, yeah. if, uh, if you can come along and just Absolutely. give us a story. if you saw that in yeah. Portsmouth,
0: then we'd love to know. <laughs> but no, if you've got a local story, because that's local to Portsmouth, right? The people of Portsmouth probably know about that story. That, that story's probably not been shared with outsiders. It's one of them. Yeah, where... probably
1: down that south coast, a few people, you know, Portsmouth, Southampton sort of area. Yeah,
0: they probably just keep it within there because why would you tell anyone yeah. else about that? So... That's what I'm saying. So if you know of a local story, uh, you know, like a cryptic creature that maybe no one else knows about, then by all means, send it to us, and uh, we'd love to share it on the show. Yeah, It's supernaturalpod at gmail.com. Obviously, if you want to f- go to the uh, description at the the underneath the podcast, you can find the uh, the email there. I'll put it in there. You can find the Patreon link as well. Check so it out. Check Patreon. it out. Now, we're going on Patreon to talk about the uh, Ruby Valley Beast, aren't we? Yes. So uh, we'll leave it there for today. So thank you very much for joining us on the free episodes. And uh, I've got an interview, hopefully, fingers crossed, with someone who saw a very strange creature. Ooh. Yeah, not a a massive sighting, but strange, nevertheless. Yeah, that's coming up. So hopefully that'll be out shortly. But I'll put that out just as it is. All right, so as soon as I've got it, you'll get it. So that being said, have a great week. Uh, Try and stay... Cool,
1: definitely if possible. saying that's thunderstorms apparently coming tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Do you want a fun fact before I go? Oh no, this could be dangerous listeners. If eaten in one meal, 30 to 90 grams of a polar bear's liver is enough to kill a human being. That's if you get near the polar bear and it doesn't kill you first. <laughs> that must be because of the toxins that it's got in there. It's breakdown stuff. Just get someone to shoot at it. Then eat it. This is good. This is kind of, in, you know, because your fun fact last week about the old raccoon. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they, they did me, I couldn't get out of my head for ages. But, um, <laughs> which part? All of it. <laughs> but apparently uh, there's an island in the Bahamas known as Pig Beach, which is populated entirely by swimming pigs. Oh, you know wow. that? Swimming pigs? I'll give you one more before we go. Viagra, when dissolved in water, can make cup flowers stay erect <laughs> for up to a week longer than they would usually.
1: <laughs> well, that's yeah. to
0: try, isn't it? So, anyway, that being said, uh, have a great week, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: Bye for now. Well, they've gone. No, just for
0: now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch.
1: They'll be back.